Hello everyone, welcome back. This week is Pashas Bahar B'chukaisai, and we're continuing with the Lamatas Malachis. We're in the middle of the Malacha of Bishel, of cooking, uh, and this is part two. So last week we learned some of the basic principles of Bishel, and now I want to just organize them in rule form. Hopefully it should be easier to remember them and keep track of them. So rule number one is that Bishel can only take place if the liquid or food is Yatsaladisboy, meaning hot enough to burn your finger if kept there for longer than 15 or 30 seconds. Okay, so that's rule number one. Rule number one being that Bishel can only take place if it's Yatsaladisboy, if it's hot. And there are no exceptions to this rule, and that's why um, I'm making it the first rule, not any special reason other than that, that this, this rule actually has no exceptions, that it can only be mevashel, it can only cook, uh, if it is yad saladisbeis. That's rule number one. Rule number two is that a klirishin is mevashel, klirishin cooks. What is a klirishin? Any pot which is currently on the fire or has been removed from the fire. So that's rule number two. Rule number two is that a klirishin cooks. Now this rule actually has an exception. A klirishin does cook almost always, with one exception. What's the exception? Um, and the exception is number is rule number three, and that is ein bishel achar bishel. That means that something which has already been cooked cannot be re-cooked. So although rule number two is that a klirishin is mevashel, a pot which is on the fire, or even if it's off the fire, but had been on the fire, will always cook. The exception is rule number three, which is Ein Bishel Something which is cooked cannot be recooked. Now, rule number three, which is Ein Bishel itself has two exceptions to it. So let's talk about those. So the rule of Ein Bishel that there's no cooking after cooking, is very much dependent on the way Chazal define cooking. And they define cooking very specifically uh, with cooked in a liquid. Uh, it could be water, it could be oil, but cooked, which means there has to be a, a, a considerable amount of oil to be similar to cooking with water. But if it is um, prepared another way, like it's baked or it's roasted or it's fried in very little oil, which is equivalent to roasting, then it can be recooked in water. So, ein bishel achar bishel, there's no cooking after cooking, but yesh bishel achar you could cook after something's been baked. Yesh bishel achar you could cook after something's been roasted. So that um, is the first exception to this rule number three. Rule number three is that you can't cook after something's been cooked, but uh, you could cook after it's been baked or been roasted. So let's think of an example here. For if you cooked noodles before Shabbos and you want to have those noodles uh, luxury in your soup, so you can add the cold noodles from the fridge to your pot of soup and it won't be considered cooking because they've already been cooked in water or in soup um, and now you're adding it to a soup. Even if it's a clearition, it's not considered cooking and there will be no malacha abishal. Now, though this is true, you would not be able to add it to the pot while it's on the fire, but not because of bishel. In other words, even if you put it on the pot on the fire, you're still not transgressing the, the lav of bishel, the malacha of bishel. No. The reason why you can't put it back on the pot while it's on the fire is a different reason, a Durabanan problem of chazara, which is you can't put something on the fire unless it came from the fire. 
So that's a different issue, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, Be'ez Hashem, when we get to Chazar. But as far as Bishel is concerned, if it's cooked, it can be re- put back on, into a pot, a clearishan, and it will not get recooked, because ain't Bishel HaBishel. Same thing would apply. Uh, vegetables that were cooked in the soup, if you took them out, you separated them from the soup, you can add them back into the soup, uh, even though it's a clearishan, even though it's boiling hot, provided it's not on the fire, So and because they've been cooked, they will not get recooked. Now this brings us to salt, okay? Uh, can one add salt to soup or chalant, at least when they're off the fire, even while they still are in a clearishan? What's the halacha with salt? Now, this will depend if your standard table salt, like Morton's or whatever brand, uh, has been cooked once before. So, in not, 2019, the last time we discussed these halachas, I, I did try to research this, and the process of making salt, table salt, does involve cooking to some extent because there's like a salt brine um, and then they evaporate the water to leave the salt uh, granules. But the evaporation process doesn't reach higher than 100 degrees. So they somehow manage to manipulate the water into a gas and have it evaporate even without getting past 100 degrees. So 100 degrees is not the Yatsalatis, but that's not how at all. So it's, I mean, it's warm, but it's not actually hot for Yatsalatis, but it's bath temperature. So, um, uh, so therefore, it actually, Yatsalatis, but works both ways. If something is not Yatsalatis, but you can't the Ivor Bishel, but at the same token, it's also not considered cooked. So you don't have the uh, leniency of Ein Bishel, Achar Bishel. So it has to reach out, so let us buy both to be a problem of cooking and both to be a solution of cooking, and table salt doesn't have that. What is possible, though, is that in the mining process, the way they start the mining is by pouring hot water into the mine, and that hot water may be sufficient to cook the salt, but... Uh, they did not reply. I, I reached out to them about some of that, and I think, if I remember correctly from then, they replied that it's all uh, you know confidential and they're not uh, proprietary information, they're not going to share it. So, therefore, we don't know, and uh, we have to treat it like it's not cooked, so you would not be able to put it into a soup pot or into a chalon pot, and soon, well, later on, when we get further, we'll discuss whether you could put salt into a clearishan, but into a clearishan, you cannot do that. How about dipping bread into a clearishan or a cracker or putting croutons into a soup pot? So bread and crackers would be prohibited because they are baked. And yesh bishalacharfi, you can cook something after it's been baked. But croutons, however, at least some of them, not all, but some kinds of croutons, like the yellow ones, are deep fried. So deep fried means they're cooked. They're cooked in oil. So that you would be allowed to um, put into even a soup pot. Again, if it's not on the fire, you'd be able to put it directly into a soup pot uh, because there's no bishalacharbishal. That's, so this is all the exception to the rule of Ein Bishel Bishel. It needs to be cooked, and it can't be baked or roasted. Now, the second exception to rule number three, when do we say there can be Bishel Bishel, is by liquids which have cooled down. So even if a liquid has been cooked, if it has cooled down, the Ramah says that uh, even though it was cooked, once it cools down, it loses its status of being cooked. All, it can only retain that cooked status, that, and we say that it can't be cooked anymore, if it is still warm, or at least hot. And uh, once it cools, it loses that quality, and it can't be added to a clearishan. Now this, for, you have to understand, is a chumrah, meaning uh, many places can disagree, and they say it never loses its cooked status, but the Ramah says you should be stringent, so we are stringent, and only if it's hot do we consider it cooked, and, and you can then add it to a chalant, uh, or to a, to, what do you call it, to um, a soup, but uh, not if it cools down. Now, 
what temperature are we talking about? It's not very clearly defined. So the give, the, generally, the way we assume is, is that it needs to retain enough heat that it will be considered, you'll still enjoy the heat when you eat it. Like a soup can cool down uh, to a certain point where you'll feel like you're still eating hot, quote-unquote, soup, but then it gets cooler than that, it may still be warm, but you feel like you're eating cold soup. So that's the temperature we're talking about. That it's every, really, every food is a little different, but it's hot enough that you feel that you're still benefiting from the heat, whereas once it's got cooled down to a certain point, then it's, you consider it cold, and then according to the Ramah, you'll have to treat it as uncooked, and you won't have the leniency now this applies to ketchup, for example. Ketchup is cooked, right? It's, co- it's uh, tomato sauce is cooked, but it's cold. So uh, you therefore it's subject to bishul, and you can't add it to a clarition. So that would be a, you wouldn't be able to add it to a chalent pot, at least, right? You want to make uh, your chalent more ketchup, you'd not be able to add it to the chalent pot, which is a clarition. So in summary, what we here have is like this. Rule number one is that no bishul unless something has reached yatsa lettuce way, and that works both ways. Something is not considered cooked unless it has yatsa lettuce way, and something can't cook uh, unless it is yatsa lettuce way, and therefore there's no problem putting anything in it unless it's yatsa lettuce way. The rule number two is that a clearition of, uh, which means a pot, which is either on the fire or has been taken off the fire, always cooks, but it has an exception, which is rule number three, and that is aim bishel, achar bishel, something which is cooked can't get recooked. That rule has two exceptions. Uh, baked or roasted items could get recooked, and liquids that lose, lose their cook status once they cool off. So I'll do rule four. We'll finish with this. A dover gush, which means something which is solid or is thick, retains the status of a clearition. That's rule number four. It remains with the clearition status while it is hot. So even if it's been transferred to another vessel or to many different vessels, it will still retain its clearition status. This applies to chicken, which is still hot from the oven, or chalent, uh, which is still hot from the crack pot, will retain the status of clearition even though it's been transferred to a plate uh, and nothing can be added to it, again, unless it's something which has already been cooked, so that you have that leniency of rule number three of Ein Bishel that something which is cooked can't be recooked. Now, this also is a Chumrah, meaning that the concept that something which is uh, solid or thick retains its status as a Klerishin is a Chumrah. Not everybody agrees, but we are, again, stringent, and we do consider it like a Klerishin. But there's, there here becomes an interesting um, combination here that Rav Moshe Feinstein's itself says you're allowed to put ketchup into chalent. Why? He says because that's two chumras. As we said, ketchup really is cooked. So essentially, you should have the concept of aim bishel achar bishel that it can't be recooked, but it's cooled down. That's a chumra. And here, this is davar gush. It's a klirishin. It's it's like it's still uh, it, it's still as it's in a klirishin, but that's also chumra. So he says you don't have to put those two stringencies together, and therefore you can add ketchup to uh, to chalent as long as it's not in a klirishin anymore. As long as it's out of the chalent pot, it's on your plate, so it's not in a klirishin anymore. You can add ketchup to it. All right. Next week in Yitz Hashem, we'll learn about shvus and yantiv. Um, and, but after Shuvah and Hashem, hopefully we'll come back and we'll rule, learn about rule number five and rule number six, which is the uh, five is irreclerishin, pouring out of a clerishin, and the six will be the halacha of a klisheni.